The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Brian, something has come to pass that we said was going to come to pass. So, mm. business as usual. So, <laughs> saw this uh, saw this come through the pipe last, like, early this week. And uh, it is artificial intelligence technology behind ChatGPT was built in Iowa with a lot of water. So, it turns out, <laughs> turns out lots of these computers get really hot, mm-hmm. just like Bitcoin mining. Just mm-hmm. like we said before. Yes. So nobody's, well, some people are still mining Bitcoin. If you can get those sweet deals in Texas where they just pay you to turn the computers off, dig that one. Um, but if you're actually going to be doing work with these tens of thousands of computers, you got to keep them cold and that requires a lot of water. So now everybody's saying, yes, we need a couple more millions, millions of gallons of water. Great. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, we did a story, I think the other week about this. It's good to see that people are finally talking about it. Yes. It's, yes. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point we'll be able to reuse these things and not have to just go back through the entire corpus of human knowledge every time a new startup comes along. That'd be nice. Know? That'd be nice. Yeah. You know, the world is literally on fire and we're just blowing through water to do stupid PR tricks. Yeah. Great. Like this, last July, Microsoft's Iowa data centers used around 11.5 million gallons of water. That's a lot of showers, people. Yeah, yeah, and I can't, I can't, I can't water my lawn. And uh, well, that's they, the thing. That's the thing that's so frustrating about all this climate stuff is, is you know, they put the onus of responsibility on us as individuals when it's, you know, I, I could, I could, I could do the best job I could my entire life, and one private plane flight from one politician will blow through everything that I've done. Everything. Oh, exactly. And, exactly. And the, you know, it's the same with water. We can't have lawns anymore, but these companies get to do whatever the hell they want. You know, th- my whole my whole thing kind of came crashing down when I went to Hong Kong back in 2009. And, you know, this is me, Mr. Like, I, I will sort my garbage and mm-hmm. tell my things and all this shit and be yep. Mr. Good Guy. And then I walk into downtown Hong Kong and I look up and there are little air conditioners in every single window. Mm-hmm. They're running like mad, and the windows are open. They are literally trying to air condition the outside the of the city. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, like, I give up. I just give up. When you look at the extent of just Hong Kong, and then you think about the entire, the entirety of Asia probably doing the same damn thing, then you get to India, and it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. My little, yeah, what the, what the hell? You know, we need, we need larger systemic change. But to get off the soapbox there, uh, ChatGPT takes a lot of water. And we told you so. Yep. In the news. (laughs) 
X, the company previously known as Twitter and is basically just known as Twitter again now because I think people have given up trying to say X because it sounds stupid, yep. is suing the state <laughs> of California over a law that requires companies to disclose details about their content moderation practices. Because oh, if you don't want to do something, yes, sue. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the United States. Yes. The law known as AB 587 requires social media companies to publish information about their handling of hate speech, extremism, misinformation, and other issues, as well as details about internal moderation processes, things that most of us would like to know. That a poop emoji does not cover. No. And that's basically <laughs> all X wants to do. So now they're suing. Mm -hmm. uh, the measure is backed by some activists. A number of industry groups took issue with AB 587. Gee, I wonder who took issue with it. NetChoice, a trade group which represents Meta, Google, and TikTok, took issue with yep. it. Shocking. <laughs> the only yeah. people taking issue with it are the social media companies. Everybody else thinks this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Tell us what you're doing behind the curtain, please. Yes, That's all please. we want to know. That's all we want to know. Well, and even if you're not doing anything, just say we're not doing anything. Yeah, we're, just, we have no moderation whatsoever. Okay, fine. Now we know. Yeah. All you have to do is read Elon's tweets. That's well, it. you know, yeah. or we have capricious moderation based on the whims of an idiot. That's X's <laughs> policy. That too, that too. Uh, speaking of moderation, TikTok accidentally blocked the Hollywood writer strike videos while they were trying to shut down a QAnon meme. Yes, I this see is, the crossover. Yes. Well, what we have here is uh, somebody who does not know how to write a regular expression. Yeah. Uh, the, the QAnon phrase was WWG1WGA. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty sure that somebody just did a, did a regex for WGA space. And uh, that was it. And yep. anything that had that in it was taken down. So, uh, nice. yeah, yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty shit, pretty shit. But they figured it out and it got back up pretty quickly. Because um, uh, wh what are the writers going to do? They got nothing to do except sit around on TikTok and bitch all day. So true, true. <laughs> you know. Uh, TikTok, also in the news again, I uh, saw this one come through right this morning. So beep, 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 fresh off the wire, TikTok hit with a 345 million euro fine from the EU due to its handling of personal data for children and teen users. Boom. All right. This is their first EU fine. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it won't be the last. It won't no. be the last. Uh, so the thing was that they set uh, profiles for 13 to 17 year olds to be public by default. Don't. Oopsie. Don't. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the uh, the first run, and this comes out of Ireland, but uh, down the line, it may grow because uh, Ireland is going to share data with the rest of the EU, and uh, there may be more lawsuits on the heels of this one. TikTok is like, why so much money? And uh, everybody else is like, why so little? So Exactly. Yes. It's fucked up when 345 million euros turns out to not be a big enough fine. No, that, it's it's not for these companies. That's the real issue here, isn't it? It's just the amount of money that they are all making is staggering. Which is crazy because I've never seen an ad on TikTok. Ever. Yeah. Well, they're selling other data, aren't they? Yeah. Well, now they've got a marketplace. They launched yep. a marketplace. So, yeah. yeah great. Which will probably kill TikTok. It's about time for something new to pop up, right? Well, there's always blue sky. Oh, well, Scalzi Sky. Yeah, John Scalzi yeah. Sky. They hit a million users this uh, this week, so there's yeah, always good for that. them. I, I haven't launched it in weeks now. I launch it every day just to go in and put in my uh, right. my little boot up blurb, and that's about it. That's but about yeah, it. 
the funny thing is that Blue Sky had actually uh, surpassed a million downloads for their app, but since they were doing the invite-only thing, there a million people couldn't get in. Right. So, and I did figure out that uh, don't post Blue Sky invites to Twitter just willy-nilly because people have search algorithms set up to just grab anybody that posts them, even though you want just your friends and followers to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last four that I posted got slurped up by some jerk. By randos. Jerk, yeah, jerk faces, jerky yeah. faces. They used so. the technology properly. They did, I yeah. guess. Uh, the next story isn't so much a tech story. It's just depressing and the world so I had to include it. <laughs> yeah. An FDA medical advisory panel ruled ruled that oh God. Phenylephrine. Phenylephrine, a key ingredient in many over-the-counter cold medications, does not actually work to treat nasal congestion when taken orally at the recommended 10 milligram dose every four hours. They did a test. It failed to provide any benefit over a placebo. Now you think, oh, well, no, what's the big deal here? So a drug that was being sold wasn't doesn't actually work now. Well, yeah. it's been in use since 1976. So basically my <laughs> entire life, mm. if you're keeping score at home, uh, that's been almost, almost 50 years and it's been almost $1.8 billion in sales. And the, the $1.8 billion in sales was just 2022. I was going to so say, yeah. <laughs> we're talking gazillions of dollars here for nothing. Bupkiss, Zip, Zero. Did they know about it? Most likely. Most likely. Most likely. It's probably very cheap to make. Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, your uh, your digestive system breaks it down and it does not get to where it needs to go. Yep. They say that there's no dose that you could you know, swallow that would actually make a difference. It has to go up the schnoz yep. to actually get there. So um, how many class action lawsuits are out there now i haven't seen any yet but you know i haven't know. seen any yet but the the emails oh. will be coming yeah have you ever gone to the drugstore yes. have you ever <laughs> used any of have you used sudafed vix benadryl yes yes and yes all of the above <laughs> all of the above and they did nothing for you nope so yeah <laughs> wonderful so you're getting that new uh that new vaccine <laughs> oh god yes uh, there's some fun stuff about that one too, which we won't go into on the show. What we will we, talk about, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher had to pay a million dollar fine to the SEC and create a fair fund for people who are financially impacted by their, wait for it, NFT series, Stoner Cats. Yep. Tough shit. <laughs> Tough titty. I wish it was more money. They're not having the best week. First, they, uh, they basically try yeah. to, uh. Defend a rapist and now this. Oh, don't forget all the videos that are coming out from Ashton. <laughs> the old the old videos saying that oh. we're waiting for these girls to turn 18. Yep, <laughs> that, like, that, oh. wasn't, that wasn't a good look either. Um, nope. <laughs> and nope. the fact that they're married right now doesn't really excuse the behavior and the age difference between them way back in the day when Mila was underage. And Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't, couldn't happen to nicer people. Yeah. Go get your cat stoned. So there you go. Uh, Lyft. Lyft is in the news. They have a new feature called Women Plus Connect, aimed at enhancing safety by allowing women and non-binary riders to match with female and non-binary drivers. Problem here is that only 23% of Lyft drivers are female and that it is a preference, not a guarantee. So you might want a non-dude, but you still may get a dude. Hmm. So, And uh, they're like, yeah, well, you know. It's a preference. I'm waiting though, for them to roll out the preference for a silent ride. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I would, I I would I, sign up for that in a second. 
I don't Uber anymore, but uh, I did when that feature first came out, and it was glorious. It was glorious. I think I got I got three Uber rides in with that feature before I stopped taking Ubers, and it was great. But uh, yeah, so uh, you can set this as a preference if you would like a female or non-binary driver, and uh, the the preference to not get raped, unfortunately, is not in the uh, the feature set yet. So it's now, still a crapshoot. Is this feature available to everyone or do you have to tell Lyft that you are a woman or non-binary to get it? Uh, It says allowing women and non-binary riders to match with female and non-binary drivers. So I'm guessing they're going to ask up front. Right. um, Because, yeah, otherwise that could open up a different can of worms. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so is giving them that data in the first place. If I have to tell my app if I'm a female or not or non-binary, that's also problematic in its own respect because God knows what they're doing with that data. Yeah. So boy, tough, tough, tough thing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Trying to do just, the right thing, but I just have some questions. <laughs> let's just go back into don't get into strangers' cars. Well, there you go. Or you know, licensed taxi drivers. Yeah. Okay. This one is not necessarily tech news either, but uh, it kind of is because I believe uh, it, it kind of dovetails into the hustle porn. Mm-hmm. Gregory, or not Gregory, <laughs> Gregory, um, Gary VD world. Right. People who manifest big dreams are more likely to go bankrupt. So if you have that vision board sitting out there right next to your tax bills and your late rent and your late car payments, maybe uh, ditch Maybe the get a job. Board. No, that too. That too. Uh, yeah, basically what uh, what people who 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 get into the manifestation and the dream boards and all that, they they are um, they, they think about long term goals, but do not focus on the short term. Right. Which is basically what gets them in trouble. They're too busy thinking about the Lambo and the the private jet ride that they'll be having yes. to actually focus on, you know, paying the bills and actually working towards a brighter future. So, yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good read worth checking out if you if you are one of those people or if you have friends who are those people. I personally have friends who are those people, so I just like to have the ammunition to mock them better. You're an idiot and here's a link why. Yes, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so uh SpaceX is back in the news with Starlink because Starlink ain't doing as good as they said that they were going to do when they got their monies way back in the day. Right. So When they were out hat in hand uh, back in 2015 trying to get investments, they said that by now they would have uh, about $12 billion in revenue with $7 billion in operating profit. Mm -hmm. Well, that is not the case. That is not the case at all. So uh, there's no real, real repercussions here. It's just kind of funny that that this came out, that they're like, yeah, yeah, they kind of overshot the uh, the estimate on this. And, you know, it's kind of... It, it's kind of expected, I guess. I don't know any company that goes in looking for funding that, that actually tells the truth. Yeah, yeah, because they're making the shit up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all made like, up. I've been in these meetings yeah. where, the, where this stuff has been come up with, and it's all made up. It's completely made up. They yeah. have no idea how much money they're going to be making in five years. Yeah, I mean, I've been in I've been in companies where we get to that page on the uh, you know on the PowerPoint presentation, and then we go. So, how much do you think we want to make by then? Yeah. <laughs> we just make it up whole cloth. Yeah, it'd be great if we had. The, oh, I don't know, twenty billion. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds yeah, great. In, Bob. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, don't want to get too crazy. No. So yeah, 
Well, yeah. there you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, f- I found this last one kind of funny because, man, this would have been made life a lot easier for a lot of us. U.S. announces official web design system. Good. Yeah, it's like finally, Jesus, how, how we're almost 30 years into the web now and the, yeah. the government has finally decided on, I don't know, standardization. Boy, it's a good time to be a web developer because government always overpays for this shit. Go learn this right now. You're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. If they're not using Squarespace and you have to build it by hand. Right. Uh, That's $25,000 a div, please. You want a nested div? That's another 50. Oh, yeah. No, those are exponentials. (laughs) Those are exponentials. Wait, you need a table? Oh, we're talking big money there. I'm getting a new house. Yeah. Well, except for uh, overpaying for all of this stuff when it eventually gets done, this is a great thing. I'm very mm-hmm. happy about this. Government websites are useless, really. They're just horrible and they're all over the map. So it'd be nice. This will be nice. Yep. And I've put a link into the UK system as well, because apparently that is even better. That uh-huh. is the, the what they're calling the gold standard for uh, – for that kind of uh, system. So, and the, the sites look pretty cool. They, I, I'm glad that somebody did that. I'm glad that I also am not doing web design development anymore. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Media Candy. Well, we don't have to worry about AI generated music winning a Grammy this year, even though it looked like we did have to worry about it for a second. Variety reported earlier this week that an AI generated track echoing the voices of Drake and The Weeknd could be considered for a Grammy award in songwriting categories. Uh, Recording Academy CEO Harvey Mason Jr. is insisting that's not the case, even though he said it was absolutely eligible last week. Okay. <laughs> because what he changed? says the lyrics, a, hu- a human made the lyrics, but uh, Gordon, apparently somebody talked to him and said, no, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. So, so no, that's out now. Uh, Spotify will promote artists' music on your home feed now if they pay. So it's a new tool. Showcase gives artists mm. a way to put their music in front of more people, whether their tunes are newly released or some from something deep in their catalog. We had this back in the radio called Payola. Exactly. So the more things change, the less they change. (laughs) Yes, that was illegal. And this is, of course, completely legal. Why not? Of course it is. Because they're considering it advertising. Now, I guess the difference with Paola is they don't play the song. It's just an ad to take you to go play the song if you want to. Musicians are charged per click with prices starting at 40 cents. Do you know how long it takes to make 40 cents on Spotify? Exactly. Wow. This is this is like this is bad for the artist of course. It's way too expensive and you're not getting paid by Spotify. Why would I want more more people to play my music on Spotify when I make fucking nothing from it? And now yeah, I have to you, pay you. It would be awesome if I could have that click go to Bandcamp where I get all the money. That would I guess be this great. is this is more like the pay to play thing that happened on the Sunset Strip than it is like than it is Payola. Yeah, this is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, more music industry news. Millie Vanilli, the uh, documentary, got their official trailer, and it looks pretty damn good. Okay. I got to say, I, uh, you know, I know Fabrice, so I always like to see him, uh, you know, get out there. And he's been working on this uh, with his manager for decades now. I was about so to I, say, it's a, not, I, I don't even know how many kids out there know who would know who Millie Vanilli is anymore. So it's not the most timely thing, but uh, I'm glad it's out there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, coming to Paramount Plus on October 24th. So make a note in your calendar. All right. um, 
And I saw this article and I just had to laugh. We tried to tell you about Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> I saw this too and I read it because I haven't watched Interview with the Vampire, even though I know everybody has told me it's good. It's great. Yep. It's great. I, I actually – when when this got when this got to Max last week, you mentioned another show about witches. Yes, and which I'm is like, also written by Anne Rice, yeah. That show is? Really? Well, the books. The books were. That is basically. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Between the two of them, Interview with a Vampire is way better. Okay. I, I, got, I got about two-thirds through the first episode of that other show, and I was just like, eh. If I was 30 years younger, I could maybe get into it. But Which is about the age that I read all these books exactly. 30 years ago. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Interview with a Vampire at least has some new spins on it, even though I know the story backwards and forwards. But right. it's uh, – yeah, you got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. Just, okay. just, just stay up late, get some wine, and just chill and watch it. Yeah, well, you know, writer's strike. Got to watch some stuff that's old now. So definitely going to do it. Yep. Uh, there's a new live action show on Netflix called One Piece. Uh, it's a live action adaptation, which everybody has been raving about. Okay. And turns out that they're going to be releasing some extra episodes. So uh, they did this with Sandman, too, which I thought was so cool because we all thought it was over. And then we got got two of the best stories that were little shorts and one offs. Um, that they they released later, so they're, they apparently that went over so well. They're doing it again, um, but this is on my list to watch. I mean, everybody is raving about it. Just go check out our Discord channel, even. Yeah, I'm just like everybody's wow. saying it's great. So I'm gonna have to check this out too. Very yeah. cool. So now we are entering the Jason's Schadenfreude section of the podcast. Well, this is actually this is kind of moved into a new a new realm here uh, because CoffeeZilla has has covered it. This is the ongoing debacle between Cast Media, which was a podcast network, which has stolen a little over four million dollars. Hmm. Uh, comedian Theo Vaughn, which which is what kind of kicked it off. Right. And Podcast One, which we used to be on. Yep. And I've had clients on. I know those guys. You know, I have many friends at Podcast One. Well, the the quick timeline is it's really worth watching the CoffeeZilla uh, video. And hat tip to a friend of the show, jo Joey Robier, for sending me that last night. He just rips rips this guy to shreds, the, the guy who started Cast Media. Because this guy was like, yeah, you know, we did this, we did that. We were great for our clients and all this. And they weren't paying anybody. Except this guy goes out and buys a $1.7 million house claiming, you know, <laughs> claiming he's broke. And then gets busted by, by CoffeeZilla for hiring a company that literally says our only job is to hide assets. <laughs> And tried to hide his home in a trust. Um, but it's all dovetails back to podcast one, trying to bail this guy out. I mean, this this story is fantastic. It, I recommend just going and checking the links in the videos in the show notes. Because podcast one went live this week on the NASDAQ. So it was weird seeing, you know, people I know like Jordan Harbinger and Kit and all those guys up there ringing the bell. And it has summarily tanked. <laughs> Absolutely tanked i don't understand i at all wouldn't this be a great investment <laughs> oh my god it is down as of this recording it is down to two dollars and 68 cents and it opened at eight dollars let's see i should invest in content that is generally given away for free with a tanking advertising market hmm. yeah, yeah 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 well the spoiler alert here is that uh cast media 
uh, did guarantees. They said, well, we want you on the network and we will guarantee you X amount of dollars. Well, when smaller shows don't have guarantees and the big shows have guarantees, well, what they're going to do is rob Peter to pay Paul, mm. uh, Logan Paul in this, <laughs> actually in this case, um, because they've guaranteed these people money, even though they their show might not be really bringing it in. So this has always been the plan with a lot of these podcast networks. And yep. that's why we're not on one anymore. You just get ignored for the most part and you don't make any money. Yeah. So you don't make any money when you get 100% of the advertising, let alone 50% of the advertising. Yep. yep. So well worth the watch. Thank you, CoffeeZilla. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ups and doodads. Well, the EU's announcement that the giant gatekeepers of tech with over $7.5 billion in turnover, including Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, TikTok, owner ByteDance, Meta, Microsoft, and Samsung must comply with all the EU's new digital market rules. And a key tenant of that is they are prohibited from favoring their own services and must allow interoperability with third parties. And uh, the first step of that is WhatsApp is now testing a feature that could open it up to other messaging apps. So... There you go. If you're on Signal and Telegram, you'll be able to talk to people that are on WhatsApp starting soon, apparently. 
maybe. Although you'd be able to opt out. So how useful is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if any of these. <laughs> okay. And then I'd also be concerned about how safe are these signals now? Are they are they being encrypted as they're passed through whatever bridge that they have to go through? Who knows? I'm I'm sure smarter people are thinking about this. Yeah, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. Yeah, how does <laughs> I the hope so about a lot of things, Jason? That's true. That's and true, it never but... really seems to be the case. No, not really. No. Yeah. Uh, Unity. Yeah. The, the game engine is in the news this week because uh, John Ricciatiello, the CEO over there, has decided to uh, raise the price yep. for, for the Unity engine by charging developers per install. Not for not for demos or uh, trials or things like that. But uh, if you hit a certain threshold of users and downloads, they're going to charge you, I think it was 20 cents per install. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would use yeah. a different engine. That's what everybody is kind of going to do, I think, right yeah. now. Uh, the, the, the two main fucked up things here is that uh, this guy sold a bunch of his stock right before the announcement that the prices were going to go up. Whoops. Nothing shady about that, Johnny. Nope. Johnny mm-hmm. boy. Makes sense. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and after the announcement, they were going to have a town hall meeting, and there were enough credible death threats against Mr. CEO John <laughs> that they had to cancel it. Jesus Christ. Somebody really took this shit seriously. Death threats over a gaming engine. Hmm. Well, think about it this way. You just spent years building out your game. You Hmm. have your projections. You're busting your ass enough just to break even. And then this guy comes along and says, yeah, we want more money. It is, you know, it is just straight up mob rules over there. So I can see why people would be pissed. I don't see why you would, you know, have a death threat because that's just <laughs> counterintuitive. You just go break his legs like everybody else would. Yeah. But and you don't tell anybody about it up front. You don't write a rap song about it or anything like that. You just go do it. Um, so so I just, Unreal jumped yeah. out and said, hey, guys, guys, come on over. Just come on over. We'll take care of you. It is a bit uh, insane. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. This is like, what if Photoshop decided that every single time somebody saw one of your images, they wanted 10 cents? No, I'm I'm paying for your software already. Yeah, exactly. If you want more money, raise the price on that. Yeah, what do you think these are? Heated seats? Jesus. Exactly. Although Adobe did announce this week that they have bundled in the Firefly product into the shipping versions of Photoshop and uh, I think Illustrator and... uh, yeah, you yeah. only get a, you only get a few credits before you have to to pony up per generation. So, so they are not really incentivized to make generating the images really great on the first go, especially because you have to keep retrying and retrying to get the desired outcome. Yep, which is you know kind of a shitty business model. But I also think Adobe's business model is shitty already because I hate software subscriptions. Yep. But that's but that ship me. sailed about uh, ten years ago. I'd say around seven or eight. We really right. started to notice it, you know, like two years yeah. into the show. That's true. But it, it's been yeah. long enough now where it's just become de rigueur and still sucks. Yeah, a it lot. sucks. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. I'd rather just pay for the software and call it a day. And then I can choose if I want to update or not. End mm-hmm. of story. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, rare case of a company doing something kind of nice. Uh, Sony will repair aging Ibo dogs and help them find forever homes. I love this. This is a great story. Uh, Sony's launched the Ibo, is it Ibo or Abo? Ibo. 
Ibo Foster Parent Program for its uh, $3,000 robot dogs, allowing uh-huh. owners whose basic plans have been canceled to donate them. They will refurbish as necessary and donate them to medical facilities, foster homes, and other organizations, which is pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly a fully charitable project, as Sony will charge foster parents an unnamed fee for the service, which is fine because they are fixing these things. It also notes that depending on conditions, some units may only serve as parts for other Ibo robots. So a little cannibalization there, but that's also yeah. fine. This is a great story. I love this. They can sub in at facilities that don't allow real animals. So the program seems like a good use of older units while also reducing e-waste. Well done, Sony. Yeah. Who cares about the e-waste? I, I, I think uh, I've always wanted an Ibo. Because uh, I thought that they were fantastic. I've had friends who had stables of ibos and treated them like real pets mm-hmm. before the before this next gen came out. This was long ago, like early early two thousands, and uh, they were just they've always been so expensive. Mm-hmm. You'd think that nowadays there would be better robots coming for cheaper prices, but uh, I guess no, I think I, what they I, discovered I, is there isn't a huge market for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, Boston Dynamics likes their robots yeah. to dance and and kill do people, all sorts of scary shit. <laughs> Although Massachusetts is trying to ban ban the um, not just the sale, but the actual manufacturer of robots with weapons, mm-hmm. which is a big deal because Massachusetts is where Boston Dynamics and iRobot are headquartered. Yep. So that it basically just, you know, kneecaps them saying, no, you cannot put weapons on robots and well, boston dynamics is behind it they they're, they're fine with it they do not want people to put guns on their robots what it really means is they need to hire somebody to relocate the company yeah that's i think that's going to be the next step or spin out the other version but you know what we really need are armed ibos that's it you know <laughs> seal team ibo <laughs> uh okay uh some interesting news france has said that iphone 12s basically are spitting off too much radiation now and there it is above if it were any country other than france i would probably take this seriously yeah um it's an iphone 12 it took you this long to figure it out yeah that's disturbing to begin with yes and and it comes right at the same time where apple has just discontinued the iphone 12 uh so they're they're going to release a software patch to to apparently you know turn the juice down on the on the microwave shit but uh it's just this is a head scratcher it's a head scratcher apparently apple also has told their uh their genius staff to just shut up about it don't don't answer any questions well i mean hasn't haven't other people been testing this i keep seeing studies saying there's absolutely no worry from this the amounts of microwave radiation are so tiny blah 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 why now and yeah i just don't get it France probably needs a few extra dollars in the coffer. Okay. Just being cynical, I'm just saying the truth. They probably need some extra money because there's no reason for them to go back and test an iPhone 12 this late in the game. Nope. And saying, no, it's, you know, it's just moving the goal goal marker is what it sounds like to me. But what do I know? I've got an That's iPhone right. 13 Pro and it's scrambled my brain. <laughs> Discord Marson gave us a little note, said the Witcher Netflix series came from the books regarding the last episode of GOG. And what makes season three better than season two is that this time they stayed closer to the source material than whatever they did with season two. Foundation. 
So see what happens when you stay close to the source material that was good and people liked to begin with. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Marcin. I didn't realize that there were books before the game. So I didn't either. So yeah, makes sense. All right. I've heard about was the games. Interesting. Um, I broke my rule and I read another book by Peter Cowdron just because I'd forgotten I'd bought it and it was already in my Kindle (laughs) library and I didn't have to go find a new book. So, what what I, what is this button? I've never heard of a button before. I bought. I button. <laughs> I have button. <laughs> I once bought. I'm working okay. my way through this now. Okay. Anyways, I bought it, and uh, <laughs> I read it. I, I now I got to do it with read. I read it, <laughs> and it was good. It did. I justified it into my brain pans. That's right. Uh, So this one's called Apothecary, and it's part of the First Contact series. Again, I don't even know if he's written anything that isn't part of the First Contact series of books. So Yes, he has, actually, because I went to Audible, and I was trying to uh, figure out where to uh, start. Um, They do list all the First Contact books in order, so I think I'll just start at the, I guess, the end of the list on that. But he does have a bunch of other books on there going back, like, over a decade. All so right. Well, so he's been writing for a while. That's great. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, read them in any particular order. The first one I ever read was uh, Wherever Seeds May Fall, which I actually think is the best one that I've read so far. So you may want to start there if you okay. want to start with number one. So. I will start on that one. Okay, good. <laughs> as as Anyways, done, I enjoyed the book. It was uh, good. Yeah, I, okay, I, good. I have, there's not really been a clunker yet. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. I am reading Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson because I just feel the need that Torture. I have to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My, yeah. my sadomasochism side coming out. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm a quarter of the way through it. He's just like a normal dude that we would probably end up hanging out with. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a point where things go sideways for him and he gets rich and was not prepared for it. And that's the part where I'm at now. He just okay. crashed a million dollar car. Um, Cause yeah, he was a kid who got a million dollar car and was kind of an idiot. Yeah. Which would have been all of us probably at that age. So probably, yeah. I just uh, he just got more money and got dumber as it went. So I'm 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 looking forward to the rest of it. Okay. Uh, I saw this news come through and I was a little gobsmacked. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's universe returns on Audible.com. They have a a uh, basically it's called Buffyverse Slayers, a Buffyverse story. Uh, It's a six episode uh, new Buffy story. Joss Whedon is not involved, so that'll be cool. Um, it is basically written by what the hell's her name? Amber something or other. I always I, I should have written it down. Oh wait, I wrote all of these notes, and the one person that I didn't put in here is the one that I want. <laughs> oh, there it is, Amber Benson. Jesus Christ, this is a long day. Amber Benson wrote this with uh, a partner, and she played uh, Tara on the show. Okay. Uh, my buddy James Marsters is actually coming back as Spike. Charisma Carpenter is coming back as Cordelia. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller says, fuck Buffy, I'm never going back. So she's not in it. <laughs> Fair enough. So it should be pretty cool. Uh, it comes out October 13th. I have pre-ordered. So. Okay. Uh, coming back on September 19th, though, LeVar Burton Reads is coming back. So Cool. Yeah. That puts Good for the, him. Uh, apparently Stitcher Studios is stay, sticking around because uh, they killed the Stitcher app. And Stitcher is a company. Um, Sirius XM killed that, but they are keeping the studio around, so they are still making original content. So it's coming back. I'm very excited. All right. Good. Uh, I, um, I'd rather he be doing more Picard, but okay. Yeah, well, there is no more Picard. So I know. we're good. We're good. This keeps him off of the uh, 
the Jeopardy circuit. So okay. we're good. Uh, I saw this and I just, oh God. Project Gutenberg and Microsoft have teamed up to basically create audiobooks of the entire Project Gutenberg archive. Chat GPT must consume. Yeah, pretty well. No, I mean, this doesn't really I need Chat GPT. Have. Yeah, yeah they, they, the books are already written. <laughs> we're yep. good with that. Um, what I forget the name of the technology they were using, but they're calling this some new neural text to speak technology, whichever, whatever that means. Okay. Um, I listened to some of it. It'll work in a pinch because it's free. Right. Do not expect human level uh, uh, quality. Um, they throw in a lot of foibles in the speaker's text to speech just to make it sound more human. Right. Which actually just draws your attention to the fact that it's not that it's human. That it's not. Yeah. <laughs> because no human would make the mistakes that they're making. Right. <laughs> you know? Humans only make mistakes like. Uh... Botted in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, they do say that the language and views presented in these audiobooks do not represent views of Microsoft or Project Gutenberg. Okay, great. Uh, some audiobooks may contain errors in strange pronunciations, offensive language, or content not suitable for all audiences. Oh, you mean they're books? Yeah, they're Perfect. books. That yeah. will upset some people. Yes. yes. Understood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe so this is the way to get around Florida. <laughs> Just go to Project Gutenberg. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can check them out if you want. Uh, they're, like I said, they're okay. They'll work in a pinch. But I, I prefer, you know, obviously Will supporting Wheaton. humans. Will Wheaton should read everything. The Dark Side. Ha! With Dave. Welcome to the Dark Side with Dave, with podcast superhost Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast for all your cybersecurity news. The co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean. The co-host of Caveat with Get Yelling on the Horn, because people are nosy. <laughs> and the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines have feelings too. Good morning, Dave. Hello. I bet Hacking Humans was busy this week. It's been a busy week. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a busy week all around. Uh, and uh, I'm ready for the weekend. But let's yeah. – so let's do this. Let's do some Star Wars news then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Right. laughs> That'll get my spirits up. That's the energy jolt I need. All right. Well, do you have $400,000? I do not, no. Oh, well. <laughs> not, not, not to spare, certainly. <laughs> House, X-Wing. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, one of the hero X-wing models from the original, original movie is going up for auction. Starting price of four hundred thousand mm. dollars. I, I um, don't know. I personally think I'd want a later model. I think that first movie around that was a lot of duct tape and cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one. I mean, that one looks like it has all the servos and everything. That's the one where they showed the wings opening. Right. So, oh, really? Yeah. Mm. It's, oh. the, it's the it's the real deal. <sighs> I mean, it's something – I look, it's something I would love to have, of course. In the backyard? Uh, well, he's going to have no, to get no, rid of the no, backyard. No, no. I mean, it's, it's just a model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have it on my on – Can my, you get a uh, sleeping bag in there? Right. Above my fireplace. Uh, you know, it would be a cool thing to have. Um, and if you can – and I suppose it's been screen matched and all that kind of stuff. It, it seems like its pedigree is sound. Yes. Um, absolutely. But it's just fascinating that, that – I, I I describe Star Wars as the gift that keeps on giving, and it's hard to imagine, you know, how many years later are we? Forty, almost what? Forty-five years later, and 
there's still things like this popping up from Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of other movies where this is would even be possible to have all these artifacts and behind the scenes things and photos and just from this little low budget sci-fi movie that wasn't expected to do much. It just seems miraculous that so much was saved. Yeah. It's I mean uh, that that documentary that's on Disney Plus uh is just stunning when when you realize just how much stuff they made for this movie. It was it's right. it's not terribly surprising, you know, that uh and again, nobody really thought it was going to do anything. So I think, you know, a lot of ILM guys just took stuff home. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. and now it's being found in their in their attics. Right. I've heard of uh there was a famously there was an original screen used stormtrooper helmet from A New Hope that sh- showed up in a um uh a flea market in the UK. It was just somebody from the crew at the studio had managed to get one and ended up for sale just right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were able to screen match it. Wow. Um this does remind me of um there is a legend about the original Darth Vader costume going missing. Um you know, again, when they made the original film, they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't make a lot of copies of things. I believe for the Darth Vader costume, they only had one for A New Hope to, to be the hero costume. Right. And um, the now, legend did it go is, missing or was it a David Prowse thing? Because by all accounts, he was a bit of a trickster. He was. Um and sort of had had some bitterness, I think, with good reason, <laughs> having his voice replaced without him knowing it. Imagine showing up to the premiere and <laughs> your voice has been replaced. Yeah. Um, but uh, I believe this is from – this is documented in the Star Wars Costumes Coffee Table book. At least the legend is in there about basically how um, somebody showed up at ILM in a white van and said – Hi, I'm here to pick up the Darth Vader costume. And a bunch of folks in the ILM warehouse were like, oh, yeah, it's in that crate. Uh, sure. Because at that time, the costume was coming and going for appearances and TV shows and promotional things. And it turns out it was just nobody knows who it was. And they took it and it was gone forever. So the legend that I've heard is that the actual original screen used Darth Vader costume has gone missing and never was seen again so it's in somebody's basement sooner or later somebody's going to die right it and will it's pop be found. up yeah. <laughs> right and it'll pop up and and maybe this mystery will be solved but uh that's the legend as i understand it that's or somebody crazy. threw it out thinking it was an old halloween costume and mm-hmm. yeah just, yeah it was the underoos tag on the inside that really confused people <laughs> right right yeah and darth vader's costume did change from you know, from A New Hope to Empire to Jedi, especially the helmet uh, evolved quite a bit. So there, there's a there's a website dedicated to Star Wars helmets. If you're into this sort of thing, just do a search for Star Wars helmets, is. and you'll find <laughs> you'll find every little possible detail you could ever want to know about the helmets used in the Star Wars universe. And I happen to find it quite interesting, but that's just me. <laughs> surprise! 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 <laughs> that's right. Right. Well, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Disney is celebrating their centennial with a box set of 100 of its best films on Blu-ray. I'm Hmm. guessing Song of the South didn't make the cut? Did not make the cut. No, did not. I do declare it did not. (laughs) That's right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, uh, I would it's, buy it's this if I even had a Blu-ray DVD player anywhere, but I don't. <laughs> and I'm spending about that on Disney Plus over the course of several years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you do get the digital downloads with it, but it comes out to 15 bucks a movie, which is seems kind of steep nowadays. Does it? Do you think? And what does a well, DVD go for if at the uh, at the wall of the mart? I don't know. I did, I'll, I get all mine from the 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 market of the flea, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd uh, figure I figure I usually spend two dollars on a on a on a Blu-ray nowadays. I mean, I would guess fifteen to twenty bucks would still be the cost of a of a DVD these days. Yeah, but who pays retail? It is it is kind of a cool looking set though. It comes in, you know, it's got lots of bits and atoms with it. So I guess if you have to kill some trees, it might be worth it. But I mean, honestly, it's a Blu-ray. How much could it cost? Yes, indeed. <laughs> no idea. This reminds me that um, as we speak right now, we're going through kind of a home reno project at my house. We mm-hmm. just had a, a deck rebuilt on the back of the house, which. Um, has been going on for the past six months, and it's just about done. Um, it's a big project because it's actually a three-level deck on the back of our – we, we have a townhouse. So, yeah, so it's a big job. But anyway, as part of that, uh, in the lower level of our house, we have a little home theater that I built along with my son. And we had a set of shelves that was full of all of our DVDs, our big DVD collection. And we've – sort of hit the moment of truth where we're like, we're never going to watch these DVDs anymore. You know, yeah. they're, first yep. of all, DVDs are standard def. Mm-hmm. You know, we subscribe to all of the streaming services. So if we want to watch a movie, we're either going to get it from one of those or download it to, to or pay to watch it in HD because we're not going to watch a standard def movie anymore. Right. So we ended up doing the same thing that we did with our CD collection which is we bought some binders, right, to be able right. to compress mm-hmm. it into a much smaller space. We're throwing yep. away all the jewel cases and boxes, going through figuring out what discs do we actually want to keep and what are we going to recycle, you know, send on to the, the flea market. Um, but, you know, interestingly, it's, it's like the, the, the jewel packaging and, and the booklet are the only thing that I would actually want to keep because yeah, that's what those... you don't get with the streaming <laughs> Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, those are the that's ones that point. that's when you get the whole package is when you when it's really a find because yeah. yeah. I did the same thing. Well, I had a I had a DVD collection that I bought for about $25,000 that I spent I spent about $25,000 on it over the course of a summer and uh did the same thing, put them all in the binders and they have been sitting in my dad's basement for about 20 years now. <laughs> <laughs> and and since my little brother was born uh over that that collection has been there his entire life, so uh-huh. as you can imagine, his friends uh, have come by and five finger discounted quite a few of the oh. uh, the choice collection. So you go through and there's just gaping holes, and I'm like, okay, which of your little asshole friends stole this one? Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah. the, the thing that we figured out my... though is they don't work anymore. A lot of them will not load anymore. Yeah. Oh, really? Bit rot, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, at some point, my my much revered laser disc collection from college went in the trash, and that's where all these things <laughs> are, are headed to at some point. So. <clears throat> well, but you have folks who say that you should absolutely be buying physical media because that's the only way you can be sure that you actually own something. Nah, but then, on the other hand, but it goes like you're saying, they they do like old CDs won't play, old DVDs won't play. Like they only they've got shelf life. 
All of it. Yeah. yeah so. My old VHS have turned to goo, so those don't count. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just download it and put it on a uh, put it on a hard drive. So there's my physical media nowadays. I've got a yeah. Plex server of all, everything that I've ever bought that I want to keep in high res, but I still have you know that little Blu-ray collection of the same things, and I'm even getting rid of that because why? Everything is you know they keep upresing it with new, so we'll get 8K versions of everything at some point. Because right. the up-res technology is so damn good now. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's no reason anymore. I mean, it's it's good to have your own digital copy because, yeah, it, it disappears from every streaming service known to man at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have your own library. But even then, how often do you go back to watch that old stuff? Almost right. never. Well, and has Disney – is Disney still playing the game of putting things in the vault or with – or have they stopped that with Disney Plus? Do you guys have any sense for that? No uh, they pretty much stopped it with Disney Plus. There's, there's nothing out there really that you can't get. Although interestingly enough, just yesterday, um, Disney did a long time ago uh, a version of Peter and the Wolf, an animated version. And my hmm. son has just gotten into that as a piece of music that we play all the time. So I wanted to show it to him last night. Not on Disney Plus. Only place I could find it was YouTube. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there's a good version. Everything. There's a good version of Peter and the Wolf narrated by David Bowie. Yes, we've been listening to that one. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 When I was a kid, I did a uh, when I was a, a teenager, I did a spoof version of that Peter and the Wolf version, where it just starts out normal and goes along with all the different instruments, and then Peter is represented by the electric guitar. <laughs> so you, so you weird out Peter and the Wolf? Basically, yeah. So I cut in, you know, like a guitar solo, probably from like Kiss Alive 2 or something. You know, something, it was the 70s, but <laughs> or the early 80s at best. You know, but I thought it was a hilarious joke at the time. So It really slayed him in junior high. It did. It did. Yeah. There were a handful of nerds who thought, who I probably got a, huh, that's funny from. And well worth the hours of time I put into it. But, well, you know, the the joy is in the journey, not the destination, Dave. That's what they tell me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I did Uh, stay up last night to get caught up on Ahsoka. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was nice to have a longer episode. Yes. And Mm -hmm. uh, move the story forward, I think. And, and, uh, it was a good – I think it was a much-needed uh, bit of backstory if, if for the many, 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 many people that probably have never watched any of the animated stuff. So <laughs> that was good. Me, yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that that uh, little uh, – that actress has, has been uh, banking it this year. She's been in everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez, she's been in a lot of stuff. I thought mm-hmm. she was great. Yeah, I thought she was great too. So yeah, even beat uh, – much better than uh, young Leia, I thought. Hmm. But of course, she okay. was only on screen for five minutes. So, right, right, yeah. No, it was yeah. good. It was good. I, I like the show. I, I, I'm, I'm sad that there's only a couple more episodes left before we will have nothing for a long time. Right, right. With the strike and all, I guess there's no telling how long it's going to be. Yep. Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Yeah, I agree. Though I, I, I'm continue to be impressed by this show, and um, I'm looking forward to. All the episodes, it's it feels like real Star Wars to me. Yeah, and we're definitely rolling into uh, you know no more no more backstory, no more um, sitting around wondering what's going to happen. We're going to get the this the shit's going to happen now. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. I'm 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 actually really um, surprised that you like it as much as you do, Jason. Oh, I think I 
think it's just good. I think it's just a well-paced, you know, Star Wars show. Yeah, you're my barometer for whether non-Star Wars people would like things or not. So, uh, <laughs> okay. When Jason I likes it, I'm like, oh, it must be I'm a solid show so outside heartily. of the Star Wars universe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I disagree with you, Brian. It's just, uh, it's. I, I guess it's that. Um, Jason, when he feels things, he feels things so strongly. True. Which yeah. is both a blessing and a curse. You uh, tell it me. makes for a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So I guess my point is that um, while I would be very interested in Jason's opinion on anything, I would also want to balance it with someone else's, which is like, that's why the show is perfect for me because I can say, Brian, what do you think? And I can say, Jason, what do you think? <laughs> and between the two of you, I think I come up with something that's pretty much the truth. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't so much take Jason's opinion sometimes with a grain of salt so much as a salt lick. That's, that's the way I do it. <laughs> right. The great salt flats. <laughs> <laughs> Got to dry You guys are a couple dick. dicks. Did anybody ever tell <laughs> you that? Jason, we tease because we love. We True. tease because Bullshit. we love. True. <laughs> I don't think you can deny what Davis said, though, Jason. You, you do. Um, when you're all in, you are all in. And when you are not, oh, boy, the whole world knows. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, why live in the middle? How boring is that? You, you want me to explain it to you? Because I can't. No, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> there you go. How's that for an opinion? <laughs> so, see? There it is. All right. All right. <laughs> well, we do have a bit of security news, which I'm sure Dave has covered on the 17,000 other uh, podcasts, but the house is not winning this week in Vegas. Um, mm -mm. They've, uh, they've been hacked to uh, two so far uh, casinos that we know about, uh, MGM Resorts and Caesars, both through uh, basically hacking humans. Yeah, it seems as though it uh, was some so well the the bad guys are claiming that it was through social engineering. Basically they were able to call the help desk and then get a an account uh spoof someone's account and get authorization to get in and yeah. um install some ransomware. So the the story is that they hopped uh, on LinkedIn. Right. Right. The story is that uh, Caesars, they demanded $30 million from Caesars, and uh, the scuttlebutt is that Caesars paid them 15 Not wow. a bad payday. Yeah, not bad um, And last I've heard, I haven't heard of a payout from MGM yet. They they seem to be saying that they're not going to pay, but who knows? Yeah. And it's interesting that because, you know, is there any more time, I guess hospitals, but in terms of profits, a time-sensitive organization – than a casino, shut down a casino and, you know, when know, the I've slot seen, machines go Ocean's silent. <laughs> right, exactly. When the slot machines go silent, it's, it's dollars not being earned. So they're yeah. highly motivated to to pay the people off. But Yeah, I, I like this line in, in one of the articles. Security Week describes them as a financially motivated threat actor. Yeah, there well, you go. That's, <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. See, here's here's what I'm thinking. Mm. I don't think a lot of these uh, kids who are basically hacking Caesars and MGM have ever really seen any old mob videos about Vegas. <laughs> That's <laughs> because, right. That's right. You know, Andy Mossad, Garcia is not going to take this lion down. No. No, I no, I mean, that's even, you know, relatively new compared to some of the ones I'm thinking of, but uh it's like okay, the GRU, the Mossad, you know, any of those like shadowy government agencies, I don't think they hold a candle to the viciousness of what uh, uh, what what basically the gangs that run Vegas have 
under hmm. the hood. So right. I would be I would be terrified to steal from these guys. I would not be terrified to steal from almost anybody else that they've stolen from. But they're going after the mob, kind of. Yeah. I know they say so. it's above board and it's, you know, and they've reformed, blah, blah, blah. No, there's still <laughs> the mob behind all this shit. So so they think they've gotten away with it. But yes. the casinos are, as as always, the casinos are playing the long game, you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's that other reasonable. $15 million is going to the squad that's going out to find these guys and disappear them. Hmm. Oh, Wouldn't I'm that sure be interesting? there's a significant amount of money being invested in tracking these guys down. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yes. that's, you know, there's, there's just too much money involved. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting if this were the thing that caused ransomware to turn the corner? If if they finally <laughs> I'm serious, if they finally went after the wrong group of people who had enough international reach with other organized crime people around the world and word went out that basically said this is going to stop now. And it now, did. You see, we, we get this this impression of Dave as a very nice, happy go lucky, very middle of the road guy, but when you when we talk about these stories, it always eventually comes down to absolutely nothing in the nothing in this world is going to change unless you affect people that that are important, which is a pretty dark viewpoint of life. I have yeah. to say, well, but that's not, where you it's are. Not Dave. inaccurate. No, it's not inaccurate. No, at it's all. true because this goes back to your whole thing about like you know laws don't change unless they automatically are will affect our our lawmakers in some way. Yes. Yeah. I, if you ask me, I would say that I'm I'm really trying to not be cynical. I'm trying to be realistic. But at the same time, uh, it's probably safe to say the weight of the world has crushed my spirit. So, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) That's not, I mean, that's not, uh, look, in general, I like to think of myself as kind of a happy go lucky guy, but I'm also, I am, I am aware that I have been accused of being Pollyanna throughout my life as well. So uh, yes, there is a dark undercurrent of realism that flows as well. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, One thing I put in here for the show notes that I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at this yet. Uh, Somebody published this thing called the terms and conditions game. And it's basically a journey through dark patterns of how far can you get of clicking the right option with a bunch of terms and conditions menus. And it is just maddeningly fun. Yeah. I, I played this earlier today. It was a, it was a hoot. Yeah. But also, you know, kind of true. Yeah, well, that's exactly. The, yeah. It, yeah. I did play a game called Programming Language Inventor or Serial Killer this week. Did you guys play that one? <laughs> <Nope>. No. <laughs> Didn't feel I, the need to test, test myself. <laughs> yeah, I uh How did I it turn out for you, Jason? <laughs> I only got 60%. <laughs> okay. Phew. Wait, 60% programmer or... Uh, uh, sixty percent correct. <laughs> All right. Okay. So it's. Oh, uh, I have to try this one later. It's pretty. Links fun. will be in the show yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard. The only way that I knew some of them was because I've seen the, you know, the, uh, the specials on them on the on the actual serial killers. So right. That was. But for the uh. most part, it's tough. It's tough to tell. So there's yeah. only ten questions, so it's it's pretty quick. Give it a play. Link will be All in right. the show notes. I will give it a shot. Since there's nothing else to do thanks to the strikes. So Yeah, exactly. Maybe you can go back and I was gonna say, maybe you should go back and watch all of the uh animated series now. I've tried that. And <laughs> um and actually my youngest son 
started us down a path of kind of cherry picking the ones that he thought would be most important for us as we moved our way forward. So we have seen some of those, but eh, I mean, it's, it's not as good. I have to. I'm not in. Yeah. I'm not in that place in my life anymore with Star Wars with with having to be a completist. I know it's hard to believe, and it's hard for me to believe. Yeah, but I'm not. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a lot of Drew Barrymore and uh, Bill Maher to look forward to because they've decided, <laughs> they've decided yeah. that the rules that apply to them don't apply to them. Scab. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. All right, guys. May the force be with you. I'll talk to you next time. And also with you. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Mason and Peter. Welcome, folks. Thank you. Over at PayPal, we've got Ralph, Miles, Shari, Danny, Natalie, Linda, Dag, Blake, Bowling, and Nathaniel. Thank you. Thank you. Over at the tip jar, we've got Joseph and Theodore. Now, just a quick reminder, uh, if you do sign up for one of our cheapy, cheapy, cheapy Patreon subscriptions starting at $3 a month, you can get the show a little bit early, uh, technology <laughs> notwithstanding, <laughs> yes. and you get it ad-free and in high res. Oh, and just, just so everybody knows, last week, we did leave in the quote-unquote advertisement, one of them, because it was a free gift from another GOG listener. So, uh Go back if you if you would like your free subscription to the Dark Web Academy. Go listen to the last episode, or you know whatever. It's it, it'll be in this episode for the unwashed masses. But we'll since we don't feel like answering emails, like hey, I think y'all left an advertisement in there. We we didn't sign up for that. Well, no, it was a free gift, just to clear the air. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, we have a new five star rating uh, from Banjax909. Very very funny. This remains the only podcast that consistently makes me laugh out loud every episode. I look forward to hearing them turn their ire on well-deserved targets every week. Highly informative as well, but that's a side effect of a conversation between people who know their tech inside out. A must-listen. Obviously, what show you is have us confused with Kara <laughs> Swisher. Say, what show is this that I, I must go listen to? So hmm. That sounds like a great show. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> hmm. I think it's time to wrap this damn thing up. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at GOG.show slash 618. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. Head on over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit you think we should talk about on the air. And GOG.show slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air, too. And share it with a friend if you're feeling, uh, you know, feeling generous. We'd appreciate it. Stay grumpy.